Hello and welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. Joining me on the program today is a very special guest. It's the first guest to come on with a Canadian bronze medal at the 2023 FIBA World Cup. It is Mouad Issa, manager of digital content for Canada Basketball. Mouad, congratulations and uh, welcome to the program. Uh, first off, thanks for having me. Um, an honor to kind of be on the show and we're big fans of the coverage you guys have done with Canada Basketball, so this is pretty dope. Um, yo, getting home was a mission. Yeah, yeah. 26 hours from like door to door. Um, so context, we're in Manila, Philippines for the FIBA World Cup and... Um, Getting through like airport security was easy for the most part because we got escorted for through there. But I feel like when you have a bronze medal at the World Cup, people hey. kind of help you in a bit quickly. But <laughs> yeah, to put that in the in, in the uh, in the check in luggage because yeah. you can't carry it through. Set off the detectors. Okay, yeah. So right. when you get home, it's like, what do you have to claim? Just a bronze medal. But um, yeah. yeah, flew to South Korea, then Minneapolis, and then got home, and what? you fly back in time. So like you lose time, but then you don't really lose time, and yeah. Played wow. Sunday night, got home Monday night, basically. I mean, that's yeah, that that's a hell of a journey. That you, you, there's no uh, there's no direct flights from Manila. I'm I'm looking. If anybody has wow. one, please let okay. me know next time. Wow, that's honestly I, I can't I can't even imagine, man. Because you know you yeah, that's well. I mean, listen, it, it was a great journey. Uh, for people who don't know, um, you were on hand every step of the way from training camp to. Um, you know, the warm-up games in Germany, the warm-up games in Spain, then going to Indonesia for the group stage, then going to Manila for the, the quarters and, and the rest of the way. Obviously, Canada winning the bronze medal. And so, actually, just describe for the audience. I'll let you do it, man. Um, what was your role in, in terms of just, like, what was your day-to-day in terms of uh, game days and your responsibility and everything like that? Yeah, no, you kind of did a good job to kind of summarize how far you went. Um, it's a long time, man. Yeah. I hope you got fr- frequent flyers or something. Not yet, I wish. It's crazy because, like, when we left Toronto the and thinking about coming home, like, we had to go around the world and mm-hmm. come back, mm-hmm. basically. Um, like, that's something that I'm probably never going to do again. But um, speaking on my role, um, like you said earlier, I'm the manager of digital content. So we look after our social media accounts, like our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Anything that you see posted from Canada Basketball is from us. Um, we have a great relationship with Sportsnet. So anything that Sportsnet had photos wise was, was from us, but in game, they'll do a great job of kind of tweeting broadcast clips and stuff like that. And then NBA Canada was also like a huge support in this. So anything that they were able to put out was also from us. So on like on a, on a game day, you're looking at from game day graphic, I'm making that and putting that up, um, waiting for the players to have like their film sessions so I can grab some of that footage. Um, once film is done, we eat lunch. Wait for them to hit the bus, so I'm capturing photos from there. We hop on the bus, get to the game, uh, locker room, players will come out. Yep. Um, and like I like how we do our pregame, because we'll do it in groups of three, and I'll know who's on the court, so it's way easier to grab photos or videos of players in groups of three. So, for example, like guards will go first, so Shay, Nikhil, Trey hit the court first, so I'm like, great, this is good for photos, or if I want to get, like, sh- everybody wants to see Shay warm up, so if I want to sure, get yeah. a quick like phone footage of Shay and I can put that on our story. That's quick and easy. And then the next group of three guys will go through and then we'll hit the locker room 30 minutes before tip off. And Jordy kind of gives some really good pregame locker. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that for sure. But yeah. 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 So I'll keep rolling. And then, um, yeah, we get into the tunnel. Kelly also gives some great speeches. Mm. uh, And then the game kind of goes. And from there, I'm either shooting photo or video. 
And um, I have a communications intern who was in Toronto throughout the entirety of the World Cup. And so I'm either sending him stuff or we're communicating on like what we want to post. Anything you see tweeted or like posted on Instagram was from Matt Johnson. Um, That's our comms intern. So shout out to him. He did a fantastic job. But yeah, that's that's the game day in a nutshell. And then by the time the game is done, it's 8 a.m. in Toronto. Yeah, so yeah. everybody's like starving for content. So. I mean, it was lucky if it was 8 a.m. in Toronto. A lot of times it was uh, 6:30 a.m. in Toronto. But hey, listen, you know when you you know you got to wake up early or stay up late for history. And uh, I, I know a lot of people definitely appreciated all the coverage you put together. I mean, um, even just I was like having lunch, um, you know, at the office uh, and preparing for the show, and I saw that you had put together this like eight minute movie essentially on the Canada Basketball official Twitter account. I'm sure it's on the other social accounts as well, but I saw it on Twitter. And it's like eight minutes, and it's just about the last day um, and the last game in the bronze medal match. And some of those speeches, man. So, I mean, look, first off, it seems like you got a lot of access, right? Because you, you shoot a lot of Raptor games as well, and, and you're there at uh, Bank Arena. I mean, I mean, you don't get to be in the locker room for those, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, what was it like being in the locker room in terms of just like both as a young content creator, but also in terms of just like seeing sort of the dynamics of how this team uh, operated as a group? Yeah, um, honestly, kind of felt pretty blessed. There's a lot of trust that yeah. was kind of placed in our hands, um, myself and our communications director, Matt Walker. But our CEO, Mike Bartlett, kind of just said, like, this is the moment. Like, if we're going to show anything, this is it. And mm. so... Rowan Barrett, who's the GM of the team, kind of just said, you know, you guys know what's good. So as long as Jordy, the head coach, was easy, then he was easy. And right. Jordy was like, yeah, whatever you with? need to do, yeah. yeah. He's like, whatever you need to get, okay. like, let me know. So for me, just to be able to turn the camera on, like, I think day one of exhibition, he just kind of looked a bit. And then from there, he was easy. Yeah. yeah. So honestly, like that access, I don't think I'll ever get that again outside of just like these teams. But I've had that same access with our women's team. Um, I've had that same access with some of our youth groups, but to be around like the NBA players, right. the NBA coach and that atmosphere and like the stakes, right? So I don't know. It's unreal. Unreal. Yeah. I was going to say, cause there's, there's great footage, um, in there, especially in that eight minute video that you guys put out at the end where you get to see Jordy's speech at halftime and you get to see Kelly Olenek's speech before the game. And man, even just listening to those, like you get a sense that they, they really understood the moment, they understood the pressure of it, but they faced it head on, right? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm hoping to talk to Jordy as well in this program. I, I believe he's on a well-deserved vacation after yeah, uh, he needs what, what he's put together he here. He needs that, yeah. But um, yeah, from you like being around the team and things like that, like, did you get there's a special feeling, like even in training camp in terms of just how this group was? seeing the talent come together. Obviously, we know the names on paper, but we, you never really know how the team is actually working together until you're there in person. No, 100%. I think when we got to Toronto, it was a bit of like a battle every day. Okay. Um, you almost thought guys were going to scrap. Like that's how Really? Like, just because okay. like it yeah. was like guys are trying to like, you know, show who they are and like they're excited too because this is something that they've been waiting for. And like this is what's kind of been easy about this team is like guys like Shea, guys like RJ, Guys like Dylan, like, they never needed to be convinced. Mm. Like, these guys, like, themselves said, I'm coming, like, right, I'm committed. Yeah. Yep. Like, even Jamal showing up, like, Jamal wanted to be there. Right, like, right, These right. are guys that, like, so when they got to Toronto, like, they showed you why they wanted to be there. So there's a lot of, like, I, at least I thought that the practices were, like, more intense than I was expecting. Um, but you're talking about making, like, the final 12. Right. Where there are, at that time, eight NBA guys, right? And so 
or you had O'Shea, you had Corey. Like, there's a bunch of guys there that are in there. So um, that atmosphere was kind of intense. But mm. as we started going along, um, like when we hit Germany, you could kind of see like the camaraderie building. Like sure. we hit the, we were on a flight to Germany, like to Berlin, um, where our first like phase of our training camp in Europe was. And like the guys were playing cards mm-hmm. at the front of the plane and like, I don't know if you ever played Skipbo, but Skipbo is kind of a popular game with them. No, I don't know. What, what is that? Uh, it's, did you play? No, I didn't play. It's oh, okay, kind of like okay. Uno, but just another version. Okay, okay, gotcha, um, gotcha. The guys all have a group chat, and I'll yeah, be playing, right. like, iPhone games in the group chat and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. like, the bond from there starts to build, but yeah. you can tell, like, these guys, like, really got along. And so, for me, capturing that just got easy because, like, they're vibing. I never have to, like, really tiptoe around any of that stuff, mm-hmm. but... Like, what you saw from them, like, the vibe, like, it was all pretty genuine. Yeah, you know, I, I think this is something that impressed me just throughout watching the competition was the amount of footage and the amount of access we were able to see. I mean, I know it's a pretty standard in international play, but I appreciated, like, watching the broadcast on Sportsnet. You got to see into the huddles, into the timeouts, with the camera, with the microphone, and you get these, like, real genuine moments of, you know, guys trying to pick each other up, guys mm-hmm. be excited because they're on a run. Um, the tactics that get sort of, you know, discussed in those moments, who is speaking, who is leading the group, how they're responding. You get to see the ups and the downs. Even Dennis Schroeder, for example, like, you know, he had the, you know, the little thing with uh, Gordy Herbert um, in, I believe, the quarterfinal against Slovenia, or maybe even before the quarterfinal. And, you know, they got into it and became this whole big Twitter moment. I mean, that's what made it so much sweeter to see them combine at the end and really, like, share that moment together as winners of the gold medal because you get to appreciate a little bit of that journey. And, and the, kind of the same thing with Jordy, I think, because, um, you know, hearing him speak, hearing him interact with the leaders of the team, hearing the leaders speak up, um, it just gave me a really great sense that there was, like, you know, a real togetherness with mm-hmm. the group. So um, take us through, like, so during the game, where are you where are you situated? Like, where, where are you sidelined? Like, are you close to the bench? Like... Um, and if so, like, yeah, just take me through some of the, the things you get to see behind the scenes in terms of how these guys uh, interact that maybe we even didn't get to see on the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, for like, first off that broadcast, like what FIBA was able to do to provide like all that access was one pretty dope for like the viewer at home. But for me, it kind of removed the shackles or the cuffs a bit because like if FIBA is getting all this stuff on broadcast, then it's like, okay, there's no reason why I should like hide this so yeah, like yeah. if Jordy gives a pregame speech or a postgame speech and the cameras are in there then I know that I have like free reign to mm-hmm. grab that stuff because it's going to be out there so that made my job a little bit easier uh during the game I usually sit baseline closest to the team bench okay like it gives me sound from the guys that are closest on the bench and like you have guys like Melvin Edgem who just are constantly talking yeah, to the guys I noticed that in your videos man. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. always yeah, he is the communicator the... Yeah, yeah, yeah okay like he's got and not just like him communicating but all the guys like listen to him so right if it's like crunch time last two minutes and Kelly's inbounding he's telling Kelly you can go back and forth like you you don't have to stay in the same spot and like right, those right. are like one good visuals but like good audio to have or um if it's like the last like free throws of like the game He's yelling out, box out, box out, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm always sitting baseline as close as I can uh, to the guys. Um, when we switch sides, I'll try and go around to the other side. But right, last, like from the quarterfinals onwards, media spots were fully packed. So sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I'm probably making deals with the other guys on the other side. They're <laughs> like, hey, let's switch or like let's go to other spots. Um, Sportsnet also sent out Arash Madani, who did fantastic coverage. So he'll be sitting beside me, and he gets, like, really excited and into the game too. So it's always good, like, feedback from him of, like, sure. what's going on. And so I might be filming, like, Jordy, and he'd be like, look over at Dylan, and I'll, like, pan over, and it's like, mm. great. There's some good stuff happening on the court. There's always good stuff happening from Dylan, but. I was going to say, yeah, um, 
my next question was was about Dylan Brooks, who obviously became one of the huge heroes of uh, of the whole tournament. I mean, Canada does not qualify for the Olympics if he doesn't do what he did in the Spain game. Canada does not get into the semifinals without his defense against Luca. Canada does not win the bronze medal without all thirty nine points that he had against USA. Um, Big, but but again, being behind the scenes, so. You know, uh, Dylan kind of talked about it in in the uh, the, the last interviews um, before they ended the tournament, where he talked about how you know he had to invent this sort of persona for himself, kind of similar to how Kobe invented the Black Mamba mentality. But what's he like behind the scenes? Because you were saying like heated training camp. I can only imagine them kind of just trash talk that Dylan Brooks had the entire way, starting from training camp all the way towards the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dylan the villain, like. Uh, is he a villain behind the scenes? You know, not I mean? even close. Like, not okay. even wow. a little bit. Good, good, good. Yeah. yeah. What's he? What's he like to deal with? Dylan's then? like uh, his whole thing is like camaraderie. Like he definitely enjoys the bond he has with the guys. He's definitely taken on more of like a mentor type, or like just okay. that like showing guys like, hey, this is like what we need to do here or there, whether it's in practice or in the game. Um, you have to keep in mind, like a lot of these guys are young. Like RJ is like what twenty two or something like that. Yeah. As yeah, much as like yeah, he's a right. starter and like you know we put him up, like yeah, he's got to be one of the guys. Like it's a it's a young group of guys that are all around the same age. So, like I think Dylan kind of looks at that as somewhere where he has a voice to kind of give his perspective. But um, like on game day, Dylan's the first guy out of the locker room in the hallway. Like he's mm-hmm. he's the one that's daps dapsing everybody up first. He's the guy that's walking out of the tunnel first. Um, but checking in on every guy, like, right. hype energy. In practice, like, he's, like, keeping guys, like, in terms of, like, defensive schemes and, like, where we should be when we're running yeah, plays. Yeah, right, and, like, right. that's the thing with FIBA. FIBA's kind of wild. Like, I've never had the privilege of being in an NBA locker room or in practices for NBA, but, like, we're going from playing Spain on a Saturday or a Friday to, mm-hmm. okay, change everything. We got to play Luca tomorrow. And so, yeah, like, yeah. what plays we had, like, scrap. Like, we're going with this, this, this. Yeah. And, like, the entire, like, practice is dedicated to how do we, like, play around Luca. So, Dylan, like, this is where he comes in, right? And, like, mm-hmm. this is what he does. And, like, this is, I don't know, his energy is just great. He's not That's he's awesome, not really man. talking trash in practice. He's just, like, hype. It's, like, good energy. But he's also checking in on guys. And, like, you can tell, like, whoever's with him, he's riding for those guys, like, regardless. But Yo, That's dope to hear, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say, because, uh, you know, going back to, you know, the ability to see into the, the huddles, during the Slovenia game, you saw Dylan in the huddle explaining how to guard Luka. And I'm sure that that's probably the 10th time he said that in the last two days. I'm sure they said that in practice as well, or even before the game, halftime, all that kind of stuff. But, like, I mean, his leadership really just stood out to me, like his heart that he brought to this team. I'm not saying the other guys don't have heart, but there's, like, this, like, visible energy that he's giving the group and I, I think we kind of really really needed that obviously we needed everything else too the defense the scoring the scoring a little bit more unexpected than the defense but yeah. the leadership that he brought I think it, again it just it, I'm sure you got you got to see this even more now um, you know being so close with the players but like there's like the perception the public perception of the player the image of the player yeah. versus who they actually are and when you some when you get to be close enough that you can see the difference, it kind of feels ridiculous. And I felt like in this case for for Dylan, like I'm not trying to say that he didn't have any mistakes at all in Memphis. Again, like you know whatever you know, like maybe trash talking LeBron didn't really make a lot of sense in that moment. But at the same time, like that's not all that he is. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, that's you a really good person. point. Yeah. yeah, no, hundred percent. Like we were lucky enough to have Dylan in our camp last summer, right. so like we knew like the kind of personality and the energy that he brought, like. Same energy, same guy. Coming into this summer, we like especially from a content perspective and like making sure that 
or one, like protecting these guys, marketing them the way they should be marketed and like telling the story of this yeah, team. Right. Like thinking about what Dylan Brooks wants like us saying or who he is is something that obviously came up. But um, the performances and like how he played, that's not something that we knew would happen. And, like I expected, yeah, a defensive stopper and to have like, yeah, we need a graphic of him having X amount of steals or whatever it might be. But um, 39 points in the last game against USA, like that, that's just too easy for us to just say, yeah, Dylan's the guy. Like, yeah. at that point, there's no more slander that you can ever have as a Canadian. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the kind of the message that we're having. But, um, nah, he's just easygoing, super easy to just, hey, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm cool. Or, yeah, yeah it's fine. And keep rolling. And, yeah, just one of the easier guys. If I needed, like, a, a clip from him or, like, something real quick, if I'm walking with him asking him a question, like, how are you feeling? How's the game? Mm-hmm. He's always, like, easy and first to be like, yeah, this is what's going on. This is where my head is at. Right. That's dope. Uh, I got to ask you, um, another moment that, that got caught uh, or that, that went around was after the Slovenia match where Kalen the won. Um, Dylan got ejected from that game, and so did Luca. And then Dylan was waiting for everybody with those boxing gloves. <laughs> what's the story with the boxing gloves? Dude, so... I'm still shooting the game and uh, I go on my phone. I see like, I think it's like Bleacher Reporter, like the FIBA World Cup account. But yeah, yeah. one of them like posts him like waiting with the gloves yeah, in the yeah, locker. Right. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's the wildest thing. So for people that don't know, uh, like the kind of the mantra around this team was body blows. Okay. Like we're not going to win the World Cup by like knocking teams out. Like these guys are like battle tested. FIBA is very much like a grind. Mm. And like these guys yep. that we're playing have played together for like years. So... Um, credits are like our sports psychologist. His name is Dr. Peter Jensen. He's been at like eight Olympics. He's worked with the women's, na- like the oh, Canadian wow. women's hockey national team and like right. figure skating, um, like champions, world champions. Sure. So, uh, before we play France, it's the day before we play France, we're practicing and he brings everybody in and he would do this occasionally. Like coach will do his thing. And then real quick, he'll say, okay, doc has like a few more minutes to talk about something. Got you. So he, he comes in, he's like, What's like the, if you're fighting, if you're in a boxing match, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to try and constantly like go for like that one big swing or are you going to like, what are you going to do? And like mm-hmm. Kelly kind of chimes in. He's like, yeah, body blows. Like, that's how you're going to beat him. And he's like, yeah, exactly. So it's going to be like a couple blows here, a couple blows there. You're going to get punched in the face, but you got to keep rolling. So that was the mantra. Okay. Um, a- after that practice, Shay was kind of like, okay, body blows on three. One, two, three, body blows. Okay. So wow. that stuck uh, the whole way. We get to Manila. Our CEO, Mike Bartlett, was like, we should get boxing gloves for every guy, Yo, put him in the locker room, throw him manila energy. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 right, right. Because that's literally where that that historic fight yeah, took place. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Wow. So all the guys get to the locker room, they all have boxing gloves. But what's funny is like when you go on social media, you just think like, yeah, this guy's pulling up with boxing gloves solo <laughs> and no one else. No, but that's so sick though. Again, like, cause, you know, I, I, you know, that speaks once again to the image of the player versus like the, the whole picture and the whole context of the person. Cause it's like the image of the player is kind of like, okay, we're going to paint Dylan as like, you know, the Wario of the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like a Waluigi type of figure. Uh, but then when you, and you get the actual story, like what you're telling here and then sort of like the whole connection it makes a lot more sense. And it actually makes the moment so much cooler, too. Oh, 100%. You know, like, that is such a—you you need something to rally the group, right? I mean, it, and, and I think that that's something that's been really impressive, just seeing, like, how connected they were. But, you know, these different stories that didn't, didn't even come out. Like, I didn't know that they had a sports psychologist that traveled with the group yeah. and, and came in to consult and even even ultimately gave them this sort of uh, rallying mantra. I mean, that that's awesome. Um, Shay. 
So Shay, on, in front of the camera, he, I feel like he's real muted. You know what I mean? Like in, in the interviews, he, he's not giving you that much. Yeah, cool, uh, calm, he keeps it collected. Real calm. Uh, on the court, obviously, he's giving you everything in terms of the play style, right? But he's not talking trash. At least it didn't seem like to me. Nah. Um, what was it like to work with Shay, and what was Shay like behind the scenes? Shay, like who you see on the court is kind of who you see like off of it. Okay. Like coach, so Jordy kind of credits Shay as like the connector. He's definitely like easygoing, always having a laugh. He's like laughed, like he's smiling on the court. Okay, like, yeah, he has yeah, a big yeah, play, right. like he's smiling on the court. Oh, he was definitely smiling after he dropped Mikael Bridges, man. Yeah, that was insane. That man. was nuts. I don't know how the second defender's dropping on that one, but <laughs> yeah, we're gonna laugh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he yeah he's smiling like he's having a good time. But like yeah. I don't know if you remember the Spain game, um, which meant a lot to like oh, yeah. our staff, our team, our right, players. Right, like you're talking about guys who've been on, around that team for like 15 plus years, like. Grown men crying. Mm. He's oh, yeah. he's now taking. He's like giving him the ball. Like he's hitting these free throws. He's hitting big shots. Yep. And he walks back and he's just like calm. Like yo, keep it calm. Yo, keep it, yeah, wow, keep it calm. this guy hitting the Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Like the calma, calma, <laughs> calma, calma. Yeah, wow. literally walking back to the oh, tunnel. My goodness. I think Chill, the game man. against Spain when we qualified for the Olympics, there's only two guys that were like calm energy collected. It was yeah. Jordi and Shea. Like these guys were on the same page. We're trying to make, we're trying to win a World Cup. Yeah. This was always a part of the plan, kind yeah. of thing. But Shea, like. On the court, yeah, like you said, cool, calm, collected. Off the court, super easygoing guy. Yeah. Like, he's always laughing. He's always trying to, like, chill and, and like, have a good time with the guys. Um, but, yeah, he's the thing is, like, Shea has, like, a million media requests. Sure, so yeah, my, yeah. like, whole perspective with Shea is, okay, what do I need, like, must mm-hmm. have from him? Yeah. And then everything else, it's just how That's is he feeling right. today and keep it moving because, yeah, the team needs Shea to be on as, like, his best level and like we're also trying to protect like his energy and what's going on and all that's going on there so yeah he was super chill and easy to be around no that, that's great man that's great to hear too because i think because uh, a player of his caliber like he was like the best player in the tournament um could have won mvp or should have won mvp probably should have won yeah. mvp man with all due respect to dennis Schroeder, who who did a, a, amazing and obviously. germany balled out yeah Yo, germany balled germany, out man. They man, were great. i remember when we played Ger- we played germany first in uh, exhibition yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and right. we lost by like five and this is like my favorite part about trying to like educate some of our fans with FIBA. It's like, yo, we lost to a no-name country, and I'm like, first Bro, of all, what? Germany's like, Germany's not a no-name country, but yeah. also like, and you could just see that they're good. Very it's not like, good. It's not like Canada just showed up and did nothing. Yeah, play hard or whatever. Like Germany beat us. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, because yeah. like Franz Wagner wants to play like a uh, All NBA hey. <laughs> type player. And yeah, no, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, shit, yeah, like. After we beat Spain, for example, and qualified for the Olympics, like the guys like came back to the hotel. We like ordered like food, and Shay has like his Nintendo Switch, and the guys were playing oh, Mario Kart. Oh, okay. And he's the one like trying to rile guys up, and it's like, yo, 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 you can't, yeah, you can't touch me, can't touch me, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's who Shay is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just good vibes, trying to chill, like gotcha. trying to have a good time with the guys. Yeah, I, I need to know if, uh, if if Dylan was playing Mario Kart, and if he was playing as Wario himself, because I feel like again that, that would again just fully go with the character. Save that for Jordy. You can ask Jordy. Yeah, I'm gonna ask Jordy that. I guess. Um, no, I mean, so yeah, um, so the warmups I thought was actually really important. Like that was a really good job by Canada basketball to set up a really competitive set of games. Like, yeah. Outside of New Zealand, which I mean, like honestly, they're not even that bad. Mm-hmm. It's just Canada was really on their game that day. Shea, I think, was killing it. He had like 26 points and like. Felt like the first Six half. deals or something. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Nuts. Yeah. But like two games against Germany, the game against Spain, and even Dominican Republic, who went 3 0 in the group stages and ultimately didn't go that far in the tournament, but still a really good team. Yep. With with uh with Car Anthony Towns. 
I feel like that was a really good job of getting the group to understand that this task was not going to be easy. And they got to go up against, like, especially Spain and Germany. Just great competition and great introduction to what FIBA basketball looks like in particular. Yep. And I think that really gave us a sense of like, okay, you know, what? we know we can hang with these teams, but we also need to make sure that we do everything right so that we can beat these teams. And ultimately they did do that and they came back and beat Spain. Yeah. Which was, again, it's just such a great game, man. Oh my God. Yeah, stressful. Um, so stressful, man. Yeah, yeah. Double digits twice. Yeah. And it's, yeah. like, interesting following the guys, like, as we're trying to tell their story, like, they're trying to figure out who they are, like, along the way. So, like, when we played Germany first in exhibition, like, you can tell they're still feeling each other out. And, like, yeah, each right. guy's trying to figure out, like, how do I play? And, like, um, like as I'm grabbing video and I'm, like, okay, editing how these go and stuff like this. Like, when I look, when I think back to, like, how we, we were when we played Germany versus how we were when we played USA in the last game, like, mm-hmm. it's night and day with this squad. Like, right. the who's speaking when and, like, who's taking turns here are, like, for example, you could tell Shea was purposefully looking for Dylan yeah. against USA in some moments, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. And it felt like anytime Dylan shot... I'm recording and cutting to that spot because it feels like it's going in. I mean, when he's shooting seven for eight from three, like, <laughs> like it, it always feels like it's going in. And yeah. so uh, those are some of the cool things. But also in our exhibition games, like these are teams that have different playing styles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the key thing about FIBA. It's like, you know, when you're playing Serbia, it's always going to be a certain type of way. Yeah. Playing like Dominican with Cat, it's like, okay, this is a team with a superstar who like sure, yeah. will like shoot a bunch of threes when you're not expecting it, but can drive on you. <laughs> right, right, right. And dunk on you. I mean, and, and, and no center yeah. in the whole tournament was really playing like him. Not really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Dominican fans, like fans travel. So right, right, like right. that was good for us when we played Spain or when we played Dominican in Spain. Um, wasn't a sold out game, but packed with fans from Dominican or just like oh, yeah. repping right. Dominican. And so it got super loud and it was just like different. We weren't really expecting it. Um, but that was also good for the guys. Cause when we played like Latvia, for example, on group mm-hmm. stage that like Latvians like take so much pride. Oh, okay. <laughs> so loud. Yeah. yeah. Salute uh, to the Latvian and the, and the Lithuanian fans, man. They, I mean like. I think combined, maybe the two countries put together at most 10 million, I would say, people, population-wise. Yeah, it'd be crazy. But they're there, man, and they're all over the and they're at every tournament. Rapping. I'm happy they got to play, I think, in the 5-6 matchup uh, for 5th and 6th place. They got to play each other, but both those teams had great tournaments. Yeah, huge, huge moments for those guys. Um, and it's it's nice for like our Canadian fans to also see what other countries are doing when it comes sure, to supporting yeah. their teams, because... It's almost like I'm recording and I'm like, I want like those moments. I want to like cut to like a slow-mo of like somebody waving the flag, which I was able to get and like other things like that. But yeah, it's good for Canadian fans to kind of be exposed to that in basketball because these countries go hard and like we have a team that we should be repping just as hard. So I agree, man. Yeah, it's it's awesome to be around. Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, I was going to say to the point of the fan, uh, the fans and the experience. So I mean, it's supposed to be kind of a neutral kind of site. Obviously, you know, like outside of the Philippines, I don't think Indonesia was actually in the tournament. Japan was in the tournament. Uh, yeah. The Philippines was in the tournament. But, like, those are technically the home teams. But it, it got very clear to me. It's like, oh, USA is the home team. Yeah. Like, USA is just, like, crazy popular yeah, just in the Philippines in particular, I think. Um, and it was interesting to me seeing everyone boo like Dylan Brooks was, was kind of funny, but that only made it sweeter again when he got everyone to chant MVP for MVP him twice too. Yeah. That twice. happened in our first game in Jakarta. So like when we, so Indonesia didn't have a team, but Jakarta kind of adopted us as like their oh, home yeah. team. So right, nice. tons nice. of like Canada shirts in the crowd. Uh, but yeah, 
gets introed like in the starting lineup and it's mm-hmm. straight booze. Um, I think he like went for like 25 or something. Like, he had a good first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's at the free throw line and they're chanting MVP. I like that. And they did it again in the last game. But I was talking to some fans in the Philippines and they're like, yeah, like, I'm like, so why do you guys boo him? Like, mm-hmm. I know you guys love the Lakers. Austin Reeves is getting nothing but love. Amen. Even though he didn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and so I'm like, what's the deal with Dylan? And they're like, we know he loves it when we boo him. So, oh, like, okay. we're feeding into it. I like, got, this like is that. what he feeds off of. So, like, when we chant MVP, it's not like we flipped. It's like we were always, like, down to, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like a part. It's almost like WWE when you have a heel and sure, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're booing him, right? And so, yeah, okay. like, that was our explanation. I was, like, baffled. I'm like, that this actually is, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, was, that's, and that's how they lot. saw it. Yeah, so yeah. like we're just feeding into it. And then when he was crushing it, it's like, yeah, of course we'd say MVP. It's yeah. the same reason. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it was Yo, pretty cool. It was pretty cool. That's that's really cool, man. That's, again, great context. Um. So, the, everything's going great. I mean, like, I don't know what the energy was going into that France game, um, but I was a little nervous at halftime. I think they were down two points. Mm-hmm. And then for them to finish off France and just, like, stomp on them in the second half, I mean, especially in that third quarter, they just, like, ran away with it. Yeah. You know, um, the mood in the locker room after that France game, did you feel like there was, like, I don't know, like, I think they came in with definitely a lot of energy and swagger. But that kind of just confirmed it. Like, yo, can this here? We're a real threat in this tournament to win a medal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely like a statement game. I think we, as a team collectively, were happy that the guys were able to put in that kind of performance right. to let people know, okay, yeah, we are exactly who you thought we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you didn't, like now you know. But I think credit goes out to our coaching staff. They were always concerned about Latvia at the end. Mm. Uh, I think they definitely held a lot of respect for that team. And... Um, just the shooting and like how good they were. Oh, the shooting! They got like a guard. They that point guard like set the FIBA record with yeah. seventeen assists in the yeah. last game. And plenty of teams yeah. were impressed by him. I think he was like on the second team. Like yeah, he, he got five. signed immediately. I think he got signed to Fenerbahce. I believe. Oh, good for um, him. Yeah, so no, him, yeah, yeah, he balled out. But yeah, I think like the France game was huge. But I, I credit to our coaching staff. Like those guys knew. Yeah, this is a big challenge and a big test. Um, and not third quarter. Like, we're always, we were a third quarter team for a good chunk of this tournament. Uh, which is like dope for me because then it's like, okay, halftime, yeah. you, you know, you, we tweet out the score and we're like, okay, great. What are we going to do here? And I'm like, I got to grab all videos because every single highlight possible is happening yeah. in this third quarter. Yeah. yeah Shay's going to put guys on skates. Oh. RJ's going to go left and dunk on a guy. <laughs> and Dylan's going to knock down a three and put like put his tongue out. And like, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah. My, uh, you know, my friend aside, your friend aside. Uh, who was on the program after Canada um, won the bronze. I, I had him and Sahal on to discuss and mostly the slander to the USA, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> and um, so, I mean, he told me that you guys are, are boys going back to like high school. And, you know, he told me that you guys played together as well. He, he actually recalled a, a game winner where you, you said, I know where you this said is going. hand down, man down at a, at a Muslim three-on-three tournament. And then you hit a three for the game winner. So I was speaking to someone who, you know, has played ball at, at some level um, of, of his life. So you understand what I'm saying this. Like, it takes a very special player who can turn it on whenever he wants to turn it on. And the way Shea became a different player in the third quarter in every single game, whenever Canada needed it, was so impressive to me because a superstar dictates when the game is coming to them. Doesn't even matter. It wasn't like, yo, okay, he's getting adjustment and then he's getting left open and he's getting some open threes. With all due respect, that was part of sometimes when Dylan was was, was hot. Yeah. But Shea, Shea just decides, like, all right, third quarter, I'm going to score every single bucket. I'm going to make every single pass. I'm going to get every single rebound. I'm going to make every single stop. Yeah. 
He's a true superstar, man. True superstar. Yo, I don't even know what to comment on the Acid Rhymes po- uh, <laughs> notes over there. Yo, we used to call Assad Acid Rhymes, but that's a whole other story. Oh, yeah, Acid 81? I know. Yeah. I don't want Acid 81. Don't worry. I don't want Acid 81. Uh, I heard the yo, SoundCloud, check out, Yeah, check out the SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Shay, man, like... Yep. I, honestly, the best example I could give is overtime against USA. Like, yeah. Mikel Bridges hits the most impossible shot yeah, he could great. hit. Yeah. And, like, the guys, okay, Kelly could have won the game. Yeah, like, oh, that with was like close. Yeah. Six. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, really close. Like, he thought it was going in. Like, you could see it on his face. It like, he walked just back. a little long. That's a- yeah, just a little long. Um, by the way, Kelly, insane three-point shooter. We'll do yeah. shooting competitions in practice. He won't miss. Damn. He won't, so like I don't know if you can hear him on the timelines, but then it'll be like Kelly, let it fly. Okay, uh, but yeah, it's good times, good times with Kelly. I actually thought he was gonna hit that, but um, when OT ha- like comes around, yeah. like you look at the, like the scoreboard and you're like, okay, Dylan only has like three fouls. Uh, okay, perfect because you need him to like yeah. be in like lockdown. But with Shea just there, calm, like he's yeah. just listening. Yeah, I think by the end of that tournament, like. He just feels so confident. Like, just give him the ball. Yeah. He's going to do exactly what he needs to do. It's exactly what you said. Like, he's almost just deciding. Yeah. I'm going to, like, I'm going to go. That's it. Take over. Yeah. Um, and he did every time. It wasn't even like he would miss. Without fail. Yeah. yeah. Put him for the free throw line. Great. Yeah. Like, he, bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah. Like, when we went to OT, I, was, I wasn't even thinking twice. I'm, like, mm. already thinking, okay, get that final score graphic ready. Get a video going. Like, Shay's going to do his thing. And, like, it's not given, but. It's just crazy how having that one guy can just change yeah. so much. Yeah, I was um, I was listening to uh, Mike Mike Bartlett, the CEO, um, on I believe the morning show. Yeah, he was uh, with Alish and Jesse, I think. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and he was recalling a story where he's like, you know, in that moment uh, against USA, they got overtime, obviously on that the miracle shot by by Mikel Bridges, uh, and. Um, he was like, I'm feeling a little nervous. But then I, I hear in the, the huddle, either Jordy or one of the players uh, was saying that, like, yo, how lucky are we that we get to play t- together yeah. for five more minutes? I think that was Kelly. That, that's that's yeah. so sick to me, man. Yeah. Like, when I hear yeah. that, I'm like, yo, that's, like, that's some inspirational thing right there. And then they went out there and they played like it. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I know for a fact that the USA wasn't in the huddle being like, no. hey. You know, I know Josh Hart wasn't like, hey, we got five more <laughs> minutes together. It's like, yo, we got to, the plane's got to wait five more minutes for us to finally leave, but uh, yeah, I mean, so there's there's the highs, but there's the lows too, right? So after that Brazil game, I know because I that was a missed opportunity. Realistically, that was a missed opportunity. With all due respect to Brazil, but Canada should not only be scoring like I think they had like sixty points in that game. You know what I mean? Like their defense was on point, so give them credit. But yeah, Canada, if they had just beaten Brazil in that game, we pretty much would have guaranteed qualified for quarterfinals, and then also. Um, well, they wouldn't have known it in the moment in terms of qualifying for the Olympics, but um, yeah, what was the what was the mood like after that Brazil game? Yeah, it was a a bit of a tricky one because like I think we lost by five, so it wasn't that we were blown out and like no, the guys knew. Like yeah. it settles in pretty like right. quickly. Um, Jordy kind of goes back to the locker room and like it's pretty straightforward and blunt. But like right. I think this is what the coolest thing about this team is like the twelve guys are so accountable. Yeah. There's nothing that he needs to say to, like, you know, get him sure. into gear, like, wake up. It's, like, you can see it on all their faces. That they're, like, quick to talk. Um, and, like, he gave them kind of the floor to talk. And I think a couple comments came. But these guys all knew what went wrong or, like, what didn't work. Uh, and then, like, Jordy himself was, like, even in the huddle, like, or even the locker room afterwards was, like, it starts with me. Like, I got to figure out 
like what went wrong. And so like, it was like just an entire locker room of accountability. So yeah, that Brazil game, like definitely, like you said, yeah. could have gone a different way. Brazil thought they were going all the way. Yo, uh, they played a hell of a game. That um, little point guard, man. Yago Diego? Santos? Yeah. Yo, he was. He was at Global Gym. I don't know if you remember. It, uh, oh yeah, that's right. A year yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And kind of did the same thing. Yeah. Like he lives for those moments. Yeah. I like it. He, he, he got a little like, you know, uh, spark plug kind of energy. No, 100%. A little crazy. Yeah. 100%. That was probably, I'd say like that, I'm trying to figure out if that was more of a low than, definitely more of a low than, than the Serbia game. Yeah. The Serbia game kind of got away from us. Um, Serbia played great, man. All due respect to Serbia. 100%. I didn't, I've never seen a, well, not never, but I, it's been a while since I've seen a team play that hard. Yeah. The whole game, one through five, one through 12 on the roster. And they play fast. Like, yeah. That, yeah. like you, <laughs> and I know this because I'm like following with my camera. It's like, we'll take a shot. If it's a miss, like, Boggy's like already at the half court line and he's like yeah. pushing and it's like, okay, are we going to foul? Are we going to like let yeah. it go? Like, what are we going to yeah. do here? Yeah, those guys like move quick. Shout out to Serbia for sure. Um, and Germany. Like, but you go back to like the USA, like OT, that, that huddle where like the guy was like, I think mm-hmm. I might've been Jordy when it was like, like how lucky are we? Yeah, yeah. I think it just goes to show like what their mindset was. These guys really believe they were going to win the World Cup. Yeah. So when we go to OT against USA, it's like, yeah, this is yeah. like, we're going to just take care of business. Yeah. Like, we should have been in the gold medal game. Like we could have won. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Because um, they know they can play with Germany. Yeah. They yeah. know they can play they with can Germany. They can definitely play. Yeah. yeah. It's just wild how the narrative for this team has gone from, well, we have a good roster. Can we make it out of the group stage to, right. yeah, we're meddling now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're challenging for a World yeah. Cup. But that's why you got to keep up. You know what I mean? That's why you got to believe too. Cause it's like, I mean, even coming into it, and I, I was acknowledging it too in terms of just like, you know, I get it why people don't want to be excited about Canada basketball on the men's side because, like, you know, you know, who knows who shows up and yeah. who knows, you know, how they're going to break your heart next. And I'm like, yo, that's some weak kind of style of thinking. Like, A, the guys are showing up. Big time. I'm sorry, bro. We have the best player in the whole tournament in Shea goes to Alexander, and he's, he's showing up. Yeah. Right? Uh, and we have a great roster around him as well. We got a great coach. Um, and then B, on top of that, okay, I get it. Like, they've had some heartbreaks, but, like, how is that on this current group? Right. And and why why would you not – why do would you watch the games or why do they even play the games if we feel like it's a preordained thing that we're going to fall apart? Like, right. you got to believe. That's what any, any competition is. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. play the games for that reason. So I think everyone was kind of pleasantly surprised. I mean, expectations will be sky high now going to the Olympics, but – but we'll it take it though. it though. And these yeah, guys, they earned like, it, man. They, they earned yeah, it. they earned it, and they want like the expectations. Like they live for this, which is which is wild. But like they're always cool, calm, and collected, and like yeah. it just makes for like my job to be easier to like tell their stories and right. like to capture that content. Um, yeah, like as much as it's a star-studded lineup, like even from like the twelfth guy, like yeah. You got we have guys like on the bench like Treble Haynes, Philip Scrub, who's like a U Sports legend in his own right. Oh, yeah, and I'm yeah. like from just Canadian content, like people are gonna get excited just to watch him like knock down threes against Lebanon and like have a moment for yeah, himself, yeah. right? So right. like these guys, they know what they're doing. They want like that pressure. Nikhil told me like in an interview we did once, uh, when we were in Germany, like this is the moment, like he wants like that target on his back because like that's why he comes here. Like mm. he wants the pressure. He wants to like play for those big moments and like Shea, RJ, like these guys all play no like with legacy in mind and like right. like we want to win it all. If that's what that means, that we have to have a target on our back or the expectations are high. Great, like that's why we came to play. No, I like that man. There's that there's that fearlessness, and I think that that comes, you know, clear throughout the whole team. Obviously, Jordy is is kind of gives out that vibe, that leader as well. So, man, it's just. It's just such a great run, and um, I, I'm so I'm I'm so happy for you that you even got to 
to be along for it. And you know it's not over, man. You know uh, next year's gonna be even crazier with the Olympics and yeah, and and Paris and and I mean I I know there's already this big discussion already of like, okay, now who do we add to this team? You know, like all right, let let's you know Jamal. He's already been around the group a ton, so yep. him folding him into the group, I think, is a little bit more natural. Andrew, give him credit. He did play in Victoria in the qualifying tournament, so it's not like he's never been around the program. He was there in 2016 as well. Um, so, like, you know, there's going to be these discussions. But my my the more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, how – I don't – it's not that I'm going to say no to the talent, but I want to know how they're going to figure out a way to integrate some of these guys into what they already did, ex, you know, existing. Because even if you bring in a Jamal, you bring in an Andrew, let's say you put him in the starting lineup, who are you taking out of the starting lineup into this group, man? Like – you can maybe bench one of the bigs. We've seen, you know, Jordy do that a couple of times. But you t- you telling me that you're gonna you're gonna go to Dylan Brooks after he d- what he did in this tournament? And yeah. Be like, hey, we got to bench you. Like, no, man, that's 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 the heart and soul of my team. Defensive player of the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, all I can say is that like Jordy and Rowan are gonna have like a challenging time. But like, yeah. it's a good also, problem. It's a, it's problem. a great yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's a great problem for them to have. And like, the cool thing is like. These 12 guys did their thing, but yep. like we always say, we had this hashtag, it was like one team, one goal, because mm-hmm. it take it took 34 players yeah. to play like in that. all the yep. qualifiers to get to the World Cup. Right. And then it's like, yeah, these 12 get to be on the biggest stage, but these same guys also know that like there's a group of guys that helped this team qualify. They went 11 and 1 in qualifications. And so like that's not lost on them. And I think Jordy, he, like he said this in our last post game press conference after the bronze medal game. He kind of just gave credit to the 12 guys, uh, plus Tommy Scrub and Kenny Sherry, who were like the last 14. Right, right. right. And just said, like, these guys are battle tested. They came in, they put in the effort. So, like, it's like these guys have first up and, like, we'll go from there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what that means and what that looks like, I'm glad I don't have to yeah, be on yeah, that yeah. side. For sure, for sure. Um, but, like, for me to be on the side of, like, content and, like, marketing where it's like these guys, are the first ones to say, I want to be there. Yeah. For me, that's a dream to be a part of. Like, And for me to like be able to be a part of that in Paris, yeah. like, I can't wait because our CEO, Mark Bar- Bartlett, would say it all the time. It's not just the men's team. Like, Our women's team is ranked fifth in the world. Yep, Rankings yep. came out today. Yep. Um, our 3x3 team. I was just going to say, man, <laughs> yeah. apparently we, we, we're second three on three. So They're dominant. Yeah, 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 they're dominant. Yeah, yeah. They were ranked first in the world last yeah. year and um, like could win a gold medal. Yeah. So like... All that happening in Paris and in Lille where 5 on 5 is going to take place. Like, just me being there, like, that's the thing that I'm, like, excited about. Like, right. just where will people be? And, like, our CEO says this, like, where is, where, like, that where were you moment. But, mm-hmm. like, woman could get a medal. Men can get a medal. Yeah. 3X3 could get a medal. And this is, yeah. Like, and and that's, that's, hey, listen, that's the expectation, too. But, again, like, they, you know, everybody's earned that right to to be seen in that fashion. Um yeah, so for yourself personally, um, yeah, what was this like, man? I mean, because, like, you know, you, you, you know, if, if you grew up with Assad, like, you're still in your 20s. Um, you, you're a young content creator, and, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to discredit anything you've done, but it's like this has got to be, like, one of the biggest things you've ever covered. So what did you take out of this thing personally, man? Yeah, 100%. It's kind of all a blur. It's just kind of wild. Like, I'm going to have to take some time to properly, like, process process and think about it but no you're not wrong like this is definitely a career highlight um i thought last summer last summer i got to be with the women's national team when they're at their world cup Mm -hmm. and like being around like kia nurse and like bridget carlton these are like who are becoming household names on the women's side and in the country like that was pretty cool and so being around these guys and like yeah the nba like reaches a bit farther of an audience but 
being around these guys and like this team in this moment, um, it's like I tweeted it out today. It's just like a blessing. It's always gonna feel like a privilege. Yeah. Um, that the, I got to be here at this time. Like I could have been at Canada Basketball at any like point, right? Yeah, like, yeah, right, right. I got to be here when they qualified, like as they're going to like capture moments and like break, and, like make make history and not just be there, but be the one that like captures it, right? And, like tells our story. Um, like I don't take it lightly. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of pretty speechless on that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna put some thought to that and like really think about it. But yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um. Another personal question. Um, you met up with our our boy Jeremy. Jeremy Zang. Peace made it. Peace made it. Uh, he peace made it to Manila, man. <laughs> that that's how much that's how much Jeremy was in on the Canada basketball um, tournament. Obviously, he was he was also going back home. You know, we call him the mainlander on this program. Uh, he was literally going, he's in the mainland <laughs> right now, actually. So shouts to the mainlander. I know he's listening to using that VPN. I mean, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, what, what was it? Yeah, so you, you did you get to link up with Jeremy Alos a little bit? Yeah, uh, we I met up with him after our quarterfinal win. Like he was near because the arena is beside our hotel, so okay, like yeah. he was coming to the games, which is pretty dope. Um, he we, wasn't shooting though, to be clear, because he's done work for Canada Basketball. In the yeah, past. no, he, he was just there, like straight as a fan. fan. Yeah, with the camera though, with the you know, camera. He's, he's Jeremy. Apparently, yeah. you can bring in your camera as a fan, which is like is pretty that dope. Actually sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like taking some pictures. He was like. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna air his business, but he was like, mm. you can use these photos, but don't don't give me credit. Oh, okay, wow, that's uh, that's just kind of team player. He and is, I was man. like, yo, man, happy to help, yeah, happy yeah. to help. And I was like, okay, sick, I'll take it. But I got to meet up with him. Um, he had to extend his visa, which okay, yeah, yeah right, shame right. on him. He should have realized we were going all the way. <laughs> oh, yo, that's actually hilarious. Uh, so like literally after we what beat kind of Slovenia, so you got like a three day visa. Like, yo, so he told me he went to like the embassy. Uh, the guy's like, okay, what's your reason for your stay? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm here to watch Canada. Like, I'm yeah. supporting the team. And the guy on the other side was like, oh, man, did you see Shay's game? Oh, He's wow, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, here you go. You're good for this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's it. Yeah, so Shay's blessing man's right. on and off the court. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, Jeremy, yeah, he's yeah. the best. Yeah, I got to link up with him. Um, good dude, man. Yeah, good dude. Yeah. Congrats on your engagement, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, shouts to, shouts to Jeremy, man. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I, I meant to ask you this earlier, but yeah, how did you even get started with 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 your Canada basketball world? Because I'm I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, um, we do like a lot of unsolicited media advice on this program. <laughs> not, not we just assume everyone wants to do what we do, um, but I think there actually is a decent number of people who want to you know join in, in sports media, and so I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are like, yo, how can I get into a position where I'm like overseas and covering Canada in this like amazing way? So. Can you tell just us, like, briefly in terms of, like, how you got into this role? Yeah, I kind of think I lucked into it. Like, uh, thankfully, like, I just pursued a career where I was like, yeah, this is the kind of stuff I want to be doing. Whether or not I knew I was going to shoot, like, Shay, Dylan, like, all these guys on the court, like, not necessarily, like, crossed my mind, but big fan of basketball in Canada, so this job, like, was a big one on my radar. But before I was at Canada Basketball, I worked exclusively in university athletics. Mm -hmm. So, like, I went to school at York, got a student job there. Um, Shout out to Mike D, who's an avid listener of the show. Okay, all right, yeah. Um, Worked as a student photographer for a bit, and then worked at McMaster for, like, three years. I was going to ask you about that later, but that's all good, yeah. Uh, So, worked at York for a bit, then went to McMaster for, like, three years. Uh, Did, like, athletics communications there, so, Mm -hmm. like streaming website rosters all that stuff it's like a whole lot of like yeah but like good to like grind and like learn my skill set and then figure out like how i want to be better at this stuff so 
did that for three years. And our men's basketball coach at McMaster like had ties to Canada basketball. He was like the U19 head coach and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So uh, he just put in a good word, um, which was probably the biggest help because like it, it got my resume at least in front of some people yeah, who right. were making the decisions and like they saw the content. They saw, I think what helped was like, I had the skills for what they were looking to build because Canada basketball at the time was like growing rapidly. But before I got there, like, I mean, it's an NSO nonprofit, like it's tough to kind of build jobs, especially coming out of the pandemic. Right. So, um, our comms team for, (laughs) as far as I know, was my boss, Matt Walker at the time. So, um, really wanted to like take social to the next step. And that's kind of what I did and like making content and like being self-sufficient. And he was like, you work with 40 teams at Mac okay, here's less than that. And it's yeah. one sport. And I'm like, sick, this is the dream. Right. So it's like very like skill-based training. And then yeah. I didn't think I'd be doing this though. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like nobody like really, like, I, I mean, I don't know. When, when I was growing up, I wasn't like, all right, I'm going to do radio and, and like do podcasting. And, you know, this is going to be what I do. I, I, I knew I liked sports, you know, I, I knew, but to what extent that was going to get me, I, I don't really know either. But no, I mean, it was actually really sick that you explained sort of like, the kind of training that you were able to get like hands-on and mm-hmm. especially in a student setting and in, in, in like a university setting, because yeah, for me, it was kind of the same thing. I mean, like I went to Mac and I like got a ton, a ton of experience just working for like the student newspaper at McMaster. Shouts to the silhouette. Um, I'm sure you picked up a copy of the silhouette in your day. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. So like, like it's the amount of things that you just get thrown into these like like adult roles that you're kind of doing as a really young adult being like, I want to learn how to, on my side, I was like copy edit, how to, you know, how to publish things online. Like what's SEO, like yeah. how to like, you know, use Photoshop, how to use like, you know, um, audition, how to use like premiere, like just like putting all these tools together where it's like, you get that skill set. Um, for me, that was sort of what I was doing with the, with the newspaper. Um, and also in addition to writing, you know, you got that same kind of idea where you get to, you know, yeah. take on this responsibility and you learn so much by doing, and I don't know, man, I mean, shouts to Mac. I mean, the pay wasn't bad. I guess it was fine for like a student newspaper. <laughs> yeah, it paid so for like, rent in Hamilton, but you know, the Hamilton rent is blessed. Uh, oh, I was going to say if you're on the 47 or not, the go bus. <laughs> oh, was I on the 47? Was I on the 47? Of course, man. That little bus that went to <laughs> campus, that, that went to Ancaster, then that went to Lakeshore West. I, I, I don't know. I guess you want to, I guess if you were commuting a different way, you could have just gone straight to like, Where'd you go? Like, where does that one go? Like, square. York? It's like square. Yeah, it goes from like York to square one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some stops on the way. But so you're probably taking that one. I was yeah, taking yeah. the other one that goes to Aldershot and then goes on oh, to like the, the train. train. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I would get off a Long Branch and then I no, would uh, take the one twenty three to the one eleven to get home. Yeah, but if you lived in Hamilton, you did your you did your time, bro. I'm just trust me. I had a Presto card long before TDC <laughs> was Presto. You know, I had one of those green Presto cards. All right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's vintage. That's like a that's, yeah. that's like the white and red health card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm so mad. I lost my wallet and, and I had to get a black one Damn. afterwards to replace it because I was I was OG on that one. Uh, I actually named my Presto card back in the day because I found out you can name it like you on can, your account. You can, you can name it on your account. I think it was on the website back then. I I named it Presto Card and Sauce for uh, as a <laughs> as a nod to Andrea Bargnani. Shouts to Primo pasta and sauce. But, I love uh, it. I love it. Yeah, man. No, I'm I'm, su- I'm super happy. You 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 like you got through that journey and then you're here and you got to have this moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, if you told me like I don't know five years ago when I was still at Yorker, kind of just like learning how to use like Adobe Premiere properly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like trying to like use I don't know like 
how do I schedule tweets and stuff like that? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like literally yeah. stuff like that. I you I mean, to tell me that I'd be on a charter flight to Jakarta with like Canada's best assembled roster mm-hmm. um making history. I don't know. It's it's kinda wild, but like to your point, you kinda just like are pushed by like your passion yeah. to learn, right? Like nobody like told you you have to do all these things. Nah, like you probably like pushed yourself to do it. Plus, I, I th- you get into a situation where it's like, all right, like, you just have to swim. Like, there's yeah. just nothing else about it. And it's, it gives you a different level of, like, focus and dedication yeah. and, you know, this drive that you wouldn't normally have if you were just coming at it sort of, like, without it. Yeah. You know? To that point, I'd also say, like, just being around people that will give you the opportunity right. to just like grind. Like it sounds like at the silhouette at McMaster, you mm-hmm. had like free reign with, or a ton of responsibility ton, to like, lo- trust me, everyone <laughs> did a little bit of everything. And, yeah. I, and I really, really loved just doing everything around it. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know. We might've ran into the same guy, man. Do you know Scott Hasty? No, no. Okay. That might've been just before your time. Cause he also worked in Canada basketball as well. Oh, no way. He was okay. A, okay. He was a communications intern. Um, and he actually helped me. The, my first ever time ever interviewing an NBA player ever was like, probably like 2013 Scott was like uh because he we, we wrote in the paper together and he and he worked at Canada basketball as well and he was like hey there's gonna be this like training camp in in, in Toronto do you want to come I'm like of course I want to come huge and I wasn't like no journalist at the time either but I was like all right I'm gonna put on this little suit come there realize everyone's not wearing suits everyone's <laughs> like what the hell are you doing I'm like oh okay didn't really have the chance to talk to anybody and then I crept into an elevator with Andrew Nicholson as we're going downstairs because they were practicing at the third floor of, of Scotiabank. Yeah. And I hopped in the elevator and I was like, Andrew, like, I'm not even really interviewing you here, but can, I'm a young journalist and this is my first time getting credentialed. Can I just, like, have an interview with you for five minutes? And he was like, yeah, of course, man. Like, so happy to help. Such a nice guy. And then me, just like, having no experience at all, I think he had just, uh, he was in Orlando at the time and... um they had just signed Channing Fry. This is the most random story. <laughs> but then, and then he was, I was like, so, um, Andrew, uh, you know, your team just signed another stretch five. Does, do, do we feel like that might put you on the bench? And he was like, bro, come on. Like this. That's the hard hitting <laughs> question he started with. He's like, why are you grilling me about the Orlando yo. Magic right now? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. This guy's telling me to give you the Toronto press. <laughs> I was like, yo, damn, my bad. My bad, man. I'm sorry. I had no experience at that time. Damn. But yo, like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, you need those connections to, like, even put you in those positions to make mistakes first before you get a real moment. Like, like, you know, you know what you're doing right now. So. Yeah, no, shoot your shot. Like, I mean, that's a story for a lifetime. Yeah, but, yeah that's, that's my first. But ever like, that's NBA how you kind of learn, right? Like, imagine if you yeah. didn't like pursue that, or like no, exactly. you would have. Yeah. Like, that's a one on one. Better yeah. than doing that in a room full of reporters, and you're like, dang, uh, a lot better. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, what I was gonna say was like also just like seeking out people that will give you the opportunities right. to like right. do your thing. Like, I know you mentioned like the videos that I was able to put together like five to six minute long videos. Like that's something that Canada basketball hadn't done before. And just like the trust of just, yeah, you can capture all this Mm -hmm. stuff and you can cut it up and very little like revision. Like there's a lot of trust and like support, not because they're like, we want to like push out content, but just, uh, I think we just have a moment right now at CB where there's a lot of people that just believe in what we're doing and like are ready to just grind and see us succeed. And so as like any upcoming creative, it's like, yeah, you want to learn and like drive, but I think I've always found a p- place where people would be like, yeah, I'm gonna let you be in a position where you can just earn that or learn or yeah. your thing. Yeah. It's no, kind of crazy. That's, that's great, man. I'm, I'm very happy for you. All right. Enjoy. I this is the part where I can do shout outs for people. Just, oh, you know, I was going to say, no, no, that's, 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 no, that's actually, no, no, you're literally doing what I'm, what I'm going to say, which is like, yeah. Like how can people watch all this can the basketball content 
Where can people find you? Who do you want to shout out? Like literally anybody, man. You you shout out your bro earlier. Like you could do whatever. We we talked about Asai. We talked about Jeremy. Talked about my boy Scott. Like it, it could be anybody you want. But seriously, like I'm I'm gonna give that floor to you because um, it, it's great content. I really can't recommend it enough, man. No, I appreciate that. Um, for anybody that's made it this far, I appreciate you listening. Hey. But um, yeah, no, there's like a huge crew at Canada Basketball that are driving this and pushing this and like yeah there's a ton of talent on the court um but there's also a lot of work that goes behind supporting those players like putting them in positions to do what they do sure um or even just feeling like comfortable and confident to want to like be a part of canada basketball and rep like the jersey um but yeah shout out to uh first and foremost my boss matt walker who's been at the helm for like the last six years and has seen some of the low moments and like is really being like gets to be a part of some of the highs right now uh our communications i can't call him intern anymore because he's straight he's a straight boss but okay matt johnson who reps sask but went to tmu and is just confused about his college (laughs) affiliation but uh held it down abby albino who's our head of business ops and just does it all Mm -hmm. mike bartlett who like gives me the freedom to do what i need to do and like um a lot of the content that i get to do isn't just me with a camera in in the locker room it's like the manager of high performance uh sebastian arnold who's like letting me in or like uh, his intern, Abby Breyer, who's like, yeah, the team's about to come at this time and is like supporting me. Or like our team manager, James DePoe, who was like, yeah, you can come and sit here because the players will come this spot or right. you can go here and there. Or our coordinator of high performance, Kayla, who has like their flights and like I know what time they're landing and this and yeah, that. Yeah, so like, wow. it's not just me showing up and like hitting record. It's like a lot of people have to like bug basically. Right, who are right. like happy to like tell like me what's going on because they see what the story is. But um, yeah, it's a lot of like what's happening here. What are we doing today? What's the plan? What's the schedule? What are we wearing? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Who's eating lunch at this time? Who's going here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a whole lot of people I could shout out. Um, Shout out my roommate, Phil, who every night before bed was like, let's get that gold. Okay. Uh, Yeah, this is going longer than Will wants it to, but I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, this is like a whole whole lot of good people. But if you want to follow us, like we're on Twitter at CanBball. We're on Instagram at Canada Basketball. Same with Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Um, But if you're not following us at this point, what are you waiting for? Bro, exactly. And I'm telling you, the content, like, I mean... Having followed cannabis for a long time, and no disrespect to anyone who came before this, you don't, you never know if the same resources, the same attention, all that stuff it was all their infrastructure. But what you did for the program in terms of just like giving it a face and giving it like that access that I, I can't I can't recommend enough, man. For, I think the closest thing will be something like Open Gym in terms of like mm-hmm. the little short videos you guys are putting out. But it was really really well done, and I know a lot of it was like not saying you did it on your own because you shot a lot of people. I'm not trying to say that, but you had a lot to do, right? shoot the video, cut the video, put it out, all that kind of stuff. And you did a great job with it. So yeah, I think, I mean, more than anything else, you represent Canada well too, you know? So salute to you. Where can I, people follow you, man? That's, that's awesome. High praise, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Muadams. Uh, Asad actually gave me that nickname in high school and it kind of oh, just, really? wow. just stuck. Yeah. Wow, just just yeah. Wadhams and uh, Acid 81 just walking <laughs> around uh, wherever you guys went. Yeah, it's like a play on Mandem, but like he'd always be yeah, like yeah. in the hallway like, Muadams. So yeah, you can follow me at Muadams on Instagram and Twitter and yeah, yeah just stay in touch with the moment because like a year from now we're going to be in Paris right, right. rocking medals, so... Ooh. now's a good time to like keep it you know stay close to it and follow along i was gonna say man they're gonna be coming for you guys but i, I know i know you guys will be ready too so thanks everyone for listening it's a great episode um yeah man if, if next time you talk to jordy let him know that i'm trying to get on a zoom call with him for 30 minutes to talk about 
what he did and give him his flowers as well. But uh, right now he's obviously enjoying his time. So thanks everyone for listening. Please continue to rate, review, and subscribe to the Raptors show. And we will get back to Raptors content, but let's be honest. I don't think anyone has minded uh, this program being you know hijacked by Canada Basketball <laughs> because these guys deserved it. So thanks for listening, everybody.